Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Another busy episode. We've got various items on political theater, the election fraud cult shooting themselves in the foot, a potentially big development on the carbon dividend, and new data on the CTC. Let's get into it. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Let's start off with political theater. Yang tweeted today, quote, I've seen politicians eviscerate each other publicly and then be friendly or collegial backstage a few minutes later. A lot of this is theater. I've also had people attack me publicly and then text or call me privately to make sure that we are still cool. It just had to be done for appearances. End quote. Pretty messed up. Now, I don't know if Yang was commenting on this same incident, but earlier in the day, Video was posted of Marjorie Green, who's hoping the wizard can give her a brain, and Debbie Dingle, whose parents clearly didn't love her, yelling all the usual pointless platitudes at each other over abortion. What's notable is that the public response was tons of people lionizing one or the other for this, applauding them as a hero, and that really pissed me off. So now I have to waste some of our time saying this. Congress is not the WWE. When we reward this childish behavior, rather than them doing their actual jobs, we are telling them that we want them to be actors and entertainers, not representatives. Celebrating this nonsense is exactly how you get more Marjories who dedicate their time not to executing the legislative will of the people, but putting on shows for entertainment. It is idiocracy, pure and simple. You get what you ask for. Please, ask for more than this. While we're on performers, Rudy Giuliani has reportedly been banned from Fox News. He supposedly learned of his banishment on the eve of September 11th when he was told at the last minute that his annual spot to reminisce about the Twin Towers had been canceled. No specific reason has been given to my knowledge, but it's likely because of Dominion suing Rudy for his lies about the company's voting machines and suing Fox for hosting his lies. Turns out when lawsuits are not frivolous or fraudulent as Rudy's were, they can do good things. And to close the political theater segment, we have the grand finale. After a months-long, multi-million-dollar GOP-led hand recount of Maricopa County's 2020 election, the Cyber Ninjas firm is ready to release their findings for what they're worth, which is very little. A preliminary copy of the report shows that MAGA's devotion to the election fraud hypothesis has gained them an extra 300 votes for Biden. I'm sure he appreciates that. Might let you play with his hairy legs if you ask nicely, assuming you're a kid. I'm remembering far too much about campaign Biden now, let's move on. The report also confirms Senator Mark Kelly's victory, but fear not, Cyber Ninja's report does its best to minimize those glaring facts and instead focus on fanning the flames of doubt over the election process and voter integrity, which is what they were paid to do. Refer to the linked thread in the podcast description if you missed our previous in-depth on just how ridiculous this so-called audit has been run. The report is supposed to be officially released today, I think. I'm not going to crawl through it because it's not worth the time, but Benny White, a prominent elections consultant, is apparently providing a line-by-line -line analysis and debunking of the various misconceptions that Cyber Ninjas, I still can't believe that's their name, 
have about the election process, either by incompetence or deliberate deception. I'll shoot a link to that when I see it. I'd love to say that this is the end of it, but it's pretty clear at this point nothing will ever end it for the election fraud believers. Moving on, we've got some truly breaking news here. It sounds like Kirsten Cinema may, for once, be in favor of something good. No, I'm serious. Look, we're nowhere near April. Here's the deal. Cinema and the conservative squad are opposing the price tag of the reconciliation bill, not that it's actually a monetary cost. They're also opposing raising taxes on the rich and large corporations to fund it, not that taxes really fund anything. Basically, they are fronting for lobbyists who just don't want the bill to happen. Cinema, at least, has been saying that she wants to do something about climate change, and it has been hitting Arizona with an excess of droughts lately. This reconciliation bill does contain some green energy provisions, but it does not yet contain the far and away most important one, a carbon tax. Being as cinema supposedly wants to fight climate change but not increase income taxes, a carbon dividend is being considered as an alternative. Now, they are talking about using part of the carbon tax revenue to pay for the reconciliation bill. They're also thinking about excluding gas from the tax, which makes no sense with the rebate. Excluding gas would be to protect the poor from the tax, but the rebate would just give that money right back to them, plus some extra from the rich, potentially. So yeah, that's just stupid. But logic doesn't exist in politics. All of that implies to me that the rebate would be means-tested to not go to people above a certain income, and what gets chopped off there would be kept by the government to pay for the bill, leaving the poor and middle class basically unaffected, while the rich pay a bit more in taxes and the cost of pollution gets priced into products and services. It would be much better without the exemption and the means-testing and just returning all of the money to the people in a proper UBI, but that would require Congress to acknowledge that there is no government budget and legislate based on facts and quality of life, rather than fantasy and personal gain. So we should advocate for a proper carbon dividend, but if it ends up means-tested, it's still much better than nothing. It's like the new CTC. It could be better, but it's still awesome. And speaking of the CTC, we've got a new study out on it. Humanity Forward partnered with researchers from three universities and the Urban Institute to survey a nationally representative group of 1,500 American parents and ask what they would do with the money. The survey was online in July, just before the first checks went out. Here's the highlights. 94% of parents said that they would work the same or more with the new income. Only 6% said that they would work less or use it to find a better job. And those working less were mostly parents staying home to raise young children. This is all consistent with empirical basic income trials, which show a negligible or positive impact on employment, which doesn't even count informal work. Having money makes it easier to access more and better work. Here's what parents said that they would spend some of the money on, starting with 80% of parents and descending to 20%. Emergency savings, routine expenses, basic needs, college funds, kids' activities, moving or renovating, health care, and childcare. 21% of parents said that they either own a small business or would use the money to help start one. Given that 10% of Americans run a small business, that implies the CTC could double the rate of entrepreneurship, at least among parents. That's assuming that parents are as likely to be entrepreneurs as non-parents, but it tracks roughly with empirical results for proper UBIs, where we've seen as high as 300% increases in entrepreneurship. 72% of families also said they would prefer monthly payments to a lump sum. 
this was all just polling, so obviously empirical data of what actually happened would be better, which is why this is only part one. The full report, complete with control group, is scheduled for early next year. I intend for us to have already secured the bag by then. We now have circumstantial evidence that the child allowance reduces child poverty by 40%, child hunger by at least 25%, improves health and education, doubles entrepreneurship, and pays for itself eight times over. If we do not make this permanent, we are the dumbest country in the world. It could not be any more of a slam dunk. There's nothing to object to. I've also stuffed all the info that you could ever want on the child allowance into a mega thread in the links. And finally, tomorrow, or today now actually, is the basic income march. So check the map, grab some friends, and go represent for the gang. Especially if you're near Mountain View, California, because that's where Andrew Yang's going to be hanging. You can find the biggest events going on in the links below. Let's have some fun out there. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the dangers of political theater, the carbon dividend thread, and the CTC thread. Celebrate the income march, flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.